accurate, a real low watermark in your life, you realize what a, what a, if, if you have lived through famine or drought, you know what a gift a pitcher of water is, right? Yeah. Maybe you don't live on the ocean now, but you still have that pitcher of water and you know like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing gift. And so, I mean, I've had days where I'm like, yes, this day sucked, but I don't have to repeat it. I don't live in Groundhog Day, so I can, it's okay. That's my good thing for today. Today I had the pleasure of sitting down with Whitney Poitavent, who's a military wife, a busy mama of four, a doula, a realtor. She trains for Spartan races in whatever spare time she has left. And she is one of the most intentionally happy and fulfilled people I have ever had the pleasure to meet. She is an absolute ray of sunshine, but it's because she takes every day to choose to shine brightly. Today we talk about intentional parenting as well as choosing to live happy every day. Welcome to the Empowerment Project. This is Dr. Holly Calloway with Roots Chiropractic in upstate South Carolina. At Roots, we stand for a world where every person is able, encouraged, and empowered to make informed decisions regarding their health with the understanding that their bodies are more powerful and capable of healing than they've been permitted to believe. While my current focus is in chiropractic, I hold a firm personal belief that humans are full of untapped potential, that if they're simply introduced to the right ideas at the right time, they can be empowered to make a shift in their mindset, to live lives they love, full of passion, intent, and impact. Let's get started. Hey, Whitney. Glad to have you on the podcast. We just accidentally didn't start, so now this is starting for real. This is lovely. I'm very glad to be here, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun, because I like you. Dude, I know it's going to be a ton of fun, because I also like you. So just for context, I feel like Whitney and I have been friends for like 42 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Turns out neither of us are that old, and we've really only known each other for like a year and a half, if that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we just kind of clicked right off the bat. For sure. Yeah. So... We clicked, I feel like, because I knew that you were a doula and I have crazy birth stories, um, <laughs> but also because you have so much just fun and spunk and life, and I'm super attracted to people like that, and then I found out that everything you do is just a little bit out of the ordinary, which is even better. <laughs> That's just true. Even better. I love it so much. So we talked about, um, in the intro, doula, real estate agent, four kids, um, You've been a military and Navy wife for 14 years. Yep. Yes. And we decided that today we were going to focus on intentional parenting because one of the first things you ever told me was, I like my kids. They're awesome people, which is a phenomenal concept. Uh, (laughs) You didn't say like, my kids are well behaved. You didn't say like, they're well accomplished. You said, I like my kids. They're pretty awesome people. Um, that's so cool. I didn't. Yeah. Know, I don't even remember saying. I mean, that sounds like me because I do. But it's <laughs> that's a really cool. It, well, it cool made me stuck out. Yeah, it made me change how I talked about my kids and how I looked at my kids. Like looking at my then six-year-old, I was like, you know, she's kind of cute and she's really smart, but she's just an awesome person. As like looking at her as a person and not just like my daughter, which was awesome. Um, so yeah, that changed, that changed that for me. But I, I also feel like that is out of the ordinary and it was for me for sure. Super out of the ordinary. Um, so we talked about today talking about intentional parenting and that's, that's where we're going with this. Okay. Tell me firstly about your kids just a little, 
about because okay, well, I know they are amazing people. I really I'm a fan of them. I like <laughs> hanging out with them. Um, I've spent a lot of time with them, so I wanted to be sure um, they were people I wanted to hang out with. That was kind of important. Um, my oldest, so I have three girls and a boy, and the oldest is 14. She uh, she dances all the time, and she's just a highly motivated human, and she challenges me to set bigger goals and work harder for them on a consistent basis. She just has a phenomenal work ethic and an amazing amount of self-discipline. Um, so that's Kanan. Lena is 12, and she's... She's a little different, and I love that about her. I've never met someone like my girl, and um, she's like sunshine bottled up in this tiny little blonde body that I don't know how her body holds her personality. And um, she kind of came out screaming like a banshee, and I think that's a good sum of who she is and how she'll be in her um, in the world. Like, the world's going to know her, because she's... that. It's just Lena. You will know her one day. Um, Taylor is 10, and she's my sportsy chick. She is a lover of justice and right things, so if you are wrong, she will fight you to the death until you acknowledge that you are wrong. Um, and it will take a lot for her to admit if she is wrong, but I kind of like that about her because no one pushes her around. Um, she's also a crazy climber, so she rock climbs. And then um, Landon, the lone male, is eight, and he loves football. So at the moment, his thing that he is debating is uh, in his future, he's going to play professional football. And his big question is if he'll have one dog or two. And that pretty much sums <laughs> up my son. <laughs> we just talk about for a second how much simpler the male brain really is. And it's a beautiful thing. There's nothing wrong with that, but I yeah. love that so much. I um, I love that your kids already have these like dreams and goals and whatever they're not born that way let me just like throw that out there no kid is born like I'm gonna be super motivated and amazing granted they have good genes we'll start with that oh, um, on Whitney's notes to me her little her bio she said that she married um the hottest guy she's ever seen in real life so that's true it's true it was true the day I met him 16 and a half years ago and it is still true today yep and we've all hung out and they're actually both really smart Decent, decent looking, good looking. Can I say Thanks. your husband is good looking? Thanks. You were right about I mean, that. I think People. So they have good genes. <laughs> However, creating kids who, when they're 14, know that they already are looking at leaving home to do dance for a living forever and how she's taking care of her body and like all of those things. How do you go about parenting in a way that's creating awesome humans? Ooh. Okay, well, first when they were little, we put a high priority on sleep. That probably sounds really dumb. No, but, but that's amazing. No, I um, need that in my life. If if we were running harried and a nap or actually being able to sleep at night was going to have to suffer significantly to do something, um, it, it needed to be high priority, a really, really big deal. So um, I'm kind of a nutcase again about my kids getting to bed on time and having enough sleep because their brains need it. And um. And so that's one. I, what was the original question? <laughs> how do you... Because I know you've really intentionally made awesome humans. Like, that oh. your raising of them wasn't, like, just survival mode. Like, a lot of us, I feel like, go through, like, we're just doing our best. Like, you are super purposeful about making them goal-oriented. Not making them goal-oriented, but giving them the idea that that's possible even at a young age. Well, I think I... Think I, I there's things in myself I don't like. 
that I didn't want to repeat. So um, something I've always struggled with is I'm really good at starting stuff and I really struggle with finishing projects. And so um, early on, so like people will do like tons of New Year's resolutions. I'm, I know that's the theme, but I would do one thing that I'm like, okay, yeah, this is my thing, my personal development thing for the year. And so back... I think I only had two kids. I was like, okay, I'm going to finish this year. I'm going to finish every project I've started or get rid of it. Those are my choices because I can't start something new until I have completed the other things. And so when I realized the impact that it made on um, freeing up space in my brain by actually finishing tasks and um, it changed how I prioritized my time, I realized that that would be a really good thing to encourage in my kids. So we talk a lot in our house about how every yes equals no for something else. Mm -hmm. um, that you have, you only have so many minutes and you have to be really choosy about who gets them. So um, we call it the hell yes rule. Like if it's not a hell yes, then it's a no. I love it. Like just period across the board. Yeah. So there was um there was an after school activity that Taylor was thinking of doing this year and she's kind of debating back and forth and I'm like, Well, is it a hell yes? Mm -hmm. And she's like, Well, I think it's good and I'm like, Nope, that's a no. That's a no. If it's either hell yes or totally no. And um and and I don't know, just kind of bringing that clarity in, like with Kanan who's into dance, like she has rehearsals. She has practices. She has to. She has to sleep to repair her body. She has to stretch. She has to eat certain things to to make sure she's doing what she needs to do, and um, and and that inhibits like it impacts her social life. It impacts her school life. We're homeschooling this year to continue pursuing dance more um, effectively. So, it's just realizing like you don't just get where you want to go by chance. You have to work you have to be flexible because sometimes life shifts mm -hmm. but you have to be on purpose and and I don't know we just talked we've talked about it since I don't know I have talked to them since they were in the womb and like narrated my life I'm I'm very outgoing I was by myself in a place I didn't know people and pregnant and so I just talked to my stomach on and I just I never stopped <laughs> And you still talk to your kids, which I, yeah. and I love with at their ages that you still talk to even Landon, the youngest. You yeah. talk to like he's an adult, like hey yeah. bud, this just is life. This is yeah. the way things are, and you don't sort of sugarcoat. I feel like in a a an attempt to preserve their childhoods, kind of thing, we block them and and put up barriers against things that they need as adults that aren't just like food, water, and making sure you're having fun because you're a kid, but like learn these lessons while you're young, and then when you're older, it's going to be a lot easier. I love that you took your own, like, this is what I wasn't doing well. Let me take the next generation and just show them a better way to do it without being, like, super forceful about it. Just like, hey, be mindful of this maybe is a better way to do this. Where on your journey did you learn that for yourself? Because I'm going to say that as uncommon as it is for somebody to be that intentional about teaching their kids that, it's equally as uncommon for most people to live super intentionally and on purpose. I feel like a lot of people, most people are just kind of floating through making it happen. And finding that intention can legitimately change your life of I'm making my own choices for these reasons because this is how I'd like to live. How do you find that? 
Okay, this is this is like a beauty pageant question. And in five <laughs> seconds, how would you solve all the world's problems? Okay. Um, Can you, how would you find world peace? <laughs> like, I have no idea. Um, uh, okay, well, the backstory. Is that backstory? Backstory is great. Um, I had no intention of getting married before 30. And I had no intention of having children before 30. For the record, I got married at 22 and had four kids by 28. So, <laughs> um, yeah, that, that went differently. Um, when, when I found out I was pregnant with Kanan, um, Jonathan had deployed. I mean, he was there, but then he deployed. And, um, it, and it was a shock. That was not the plan at all. So... So we had this very awesome plan, five-year plan. And there are amazing people in the world who actually get to follow their five-year plan. I have never been able to. Ever. It changes, like, it's, every six months. It's, it's like it's blown to bits <laughs> yeah. for me. So, yeah. so we uh, had to shift our plan significantly when I found out I was pregnant with Kanan. And that, that kind of impacted how I viewed how I do my days because then then I mean I worked up until the day I delivered her and then I stayed home for a long time and um and and I wanted to have structure in my days and I had to be on purpose about it because it's very easy when you stay home like to um at least it was easy for me to to just never shower and just kind of be like melt into the couch is that like does that Mm -hmm. make sense yeah totally and um and, and I didn't want that, and I wanted, I still wanted to show my children that, that there is extreme value and worth in who they are. And the way, the best way I knew to show them that they had value and worth was that I took time to be on purpose with them. They weren't my afterthought, they were my first thought. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, does that... Yeah, so like know. almost born out of necessity yeah. of if I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing the way I'm doing it. So it kind of was just an inborn thing in you that, like, I can't just sit and do nothing. Something has to come out of this. Yeah, I want to be good at stuff. Yeah. I want to be good at stuff, and um, there is there is nothing in my life that I have ever done that was more um, amazing and important to me than being their mama. There's nothing close to, nothing holds a candle to that. And, um, and I wanted to show them that, that they were that level of importance. Um, and regarding, also, I mean, my husband was deploying, so I had to, I had to coordinate my life. I had to schedule things and make sure it got done because it's very easy in the military to just kind of like sink into the depths of despair and, um, and like, oh my gosh, I'm by myself. I don't know anybody. Um, my husband's gone. I'm stuck with this child that is, has no like owner's manual and they just cry (laughs) and what am I supposed to do? And so you have, you have to take an extreme, um, overt intention in, ha- in creating your community and in creating a life that you like. And I just, in my core, like, you wake up each day and you have a choice. Like, am I going to hate today or am I going to like it? And I just want to like my days. Like, period. And so, there I love that. I love that I want everybody listening to stop for a second and just think about that. You wake up every morning and you get the choice. Yeah. 
you don't have to just live the life that's happening to you because it's happening. We all, I think, default into survival mode of people will live literally 5, 10, 15, 20 years and not realize how miserable they actually are. And something as simple as you get to pick whether today is awesome or you hate it. Like you get to pick first thing in the morning. I'm going to kick today's ass or I'm going <laughs> to melt into a couch. Like, yeah, you get to pick and it's that simple. So for you out of necessity, definitely. But there's, there's for sure some intention that was just inborn in you. And like, I'm not choosing to have, I know your, I know your tag is live happy, but it could totally just be choose happy. Absolutely. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Well, and I've had, so I've had, um, sometimes people will kind of minimize that whole idea and they're like, oh, well, psh, that's because she's never had hard, right? Like she just does happy because she's always, she's always had it easy. And can we just say real quick how much bull crap that is it though? It is like, total crap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just because you look happy on the outside doesn't mean that nothing has ever gone wrong in your life. Yeah. It's because you keep picking it. You keep well, choosing it. Well, and I feel like if you've had if you've had an accurate, a real low watermark in your life, you realize what a what a, if if you have lived through famine or drought, you know what a gift a pitcher of water is, right? Yeah. Maybe yeah. you don't live on the ocean now, but you still have that pitcher of water, and you know, like, oh my gosh, this is an amazing gift. And so, I mean, I've had days where I'm like, yes, this day sucked, but. I don't have to repeat it. I don't live in Groundhog Day, so I can, it's okay. That's my good thing for today. You just, yeah, and you start over the next day too. I had a quick side story. I had a huge pity party like last week. I have, you and you know me well enough to know like, it's like every other day. (laughs) I'm having some kind of like, I didn't reach a goal, blah, blah, blah. We were just talking about Enneagrams, which we both love. I'm a hard three, like accomplishment (laughs) is life. Yep. So when I don't accomplish the stupid high goals I live for myself, like I get, I have many pity parties. And uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who's part of like an accountability group that I'm a part of. The last person in the world I expected to have any good advice because he's not a three at all. Um, <laughs> and we kind of, he calls me like the obnoxious little sister because I'll check in midweek even. Like I don't wait for the full week for accountability. I'm like, hey, are you getting closer to that goal that you have? He's like, son of a biscuit, stop. <laughs> No, of course not. But now I will because you're nagging me. I'm like, that's how it's supposed to work. That's right. Um, accountability. Right. So, which, and I don't need nearly as much accountability typically because I just set it out and I do it. So I said, okay, here's something I could use advice on. Like we ran our numbers. They weren't great. I didn't see as many patients as I wanted to, which for me has this like deep seated blackness to it because I know if I'm not seeing patients, that's people whose lives aren't changing because yeah. they don't know that chiropractic can help. Right. Yep. So for me, it's like, it's deeper than just the numbers. It's people I'm not exposed, getting exposed to and, and getting the help. And he said, sorry, do you work for some like jerk face doing crap you don't want to do? And I was like, no. And he goes, do your kids get to eat tonight? I was like, well, yeah. He's like, okay, so celebrate that. Like I, I wasn't, I wasn't giving myself my goal rewards because I didn't hit the goals. And he was like, okay, but that doesn't mean that you don't celebrate. You sit back at the end of the month and you say, my kids are fed. My husband's happy. Um, my business is still running. People did see change in their lives and you celebrate what, what is. And that's, again, that's a choice. It took a huge weight off my shoulders to say, you know what? I'm going to choose to be happy about where we're at right now and just take that snapshot of, you know, things aren't bad. And it doesn't take away from the the missed goal. Of course not. And it doesn't change that that's a focus. It's just you can, it's your, uh, it's your water station on the race. Yeah. Right? Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's your, okay, take a pause, reload, realize I've made it 13 miles in this whatever. 
I've never made it more than 13 miles, side note. That's the farthest <laughs> I've ever gone, and I will never run that far again. But, you know, life is a marathon, so that's why I went there. There you go. It's just your little pause. The little pause to, to be happy that there's water. Cool. I did, I had a thought, though, regarding being on purpose. Um, the military was a huge impact, not just because he was deploying, but because of how they train their people. Yeah. And we implemented a lot of military concepts mm-hmm. into our home. So, like, when we would go to somewhere, so say, like, we're going to the grocery store, um, I would take the kids with me, go to the grocery store, I'd sit in the car and do a brief ahead of the evolution of that errand. That's serious. These are the words we use. I love it. Okay, guys. These are the expectations. This is how it works. Like, we will not, you will not ask for things in the um, checkout line. That's not on my list. If it's on the list, we get it. If it's not on the list, we don't get it. Is there any treat you would like? Now is the time to think of it. And if I put it on the list when we're in the car, we will get it. But if you see it when we're in there, that's an impulse buy. And so that does not follow our budget. It doesn't follow our meal plan. It doesn't stick with the way we want to live. And so we cannot do that. That's a no. So you can ask. It's fine. But it will be a no, just so you know ahead of time. We don't pitch fits in the grocery store. If we pitch fits, this is what happens. This is the, the consequence for that behavior. So we do the whole thing. And they're, they understand how they're supposed to be. We go through the grocery store. Somebody has a meltdown. It was a lot. I blogged back then, and there were lots of good stories. And then we... Um, <laughs> I'm going to start digging through archives. <laughs> and then we checked out, and then we'd go back to the car, and we'd have a debrief. And I would tell them what they did well. I would tell them where they didn't hit the mark. And then I would ask them questions on how um, I could help them do better next time. I love that. And without using the, the military lingo, we actually do the same thing, Yay! which is crazy. <laughs> but they, we, yeah, we're not military family, but I'm very much like, you can't punish an expectation they didn't know existed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, for exactly. sure. Um, so there's your family dynamics surrounding all of that. So they grew up that way with the military and like, listen, these are the expectations. We're being very purposeful about all of these things. Um your family dynamics are really cool too because somewhere in there you've taught like appreciation for each other and your differences. Because yeah. kids kids are different. They have to fit like find their role in your in your family, right? Yeah, they are. Like, they are so different. We look at I'm one of I'm the oldest of five. Um, I don't know where you fall like with your own. I'm the oldest of three. Okay. Yeah. So that was like I had my quote unquote role. I had yeah. to find somewhere that I fit in that dynamic. I'm not sure it was always necessarily appreciated what I chose Mm -hmm. by the siblings who chose the other roles, basically. But your family very much, like, they appreciate each other and and the goofy differences, which are... And they're all characters. I can tell you right now, they're all... They're extremes. They're extreme differences. Well, okay, so we're kind of weirdos. Like, I... um, <laughs> when they were little and they started hating each other, mm-hmm. right? Like, is the norm? That's normal. Is yes, that normal? totally okay. normal. Okay, so, so <laughs> yeah. I, um, but I instituted the rule: if you can't be nice to your siblings, you don't get to have friends. So they would not get to have friends over if they were jerks to their siblings. And we do say jerks. I know some houses oh, don't say that, but we straight up say that because that's what you are. Yeah. And um, and so if they're being a jerk, I tell them that. And if you are not nice to your siblings, you don't get to have friends. And I would have play dates scheduled and cancel them because they were jerk face to their sibling. And they would have to tell their friend, <laughs> I was a jerk to my sibling. I, I am so sorry that I cannot have you over. And um, which I'm sure some people will have an issue with, but that's that's how we did it. And so that's part of it. They had to and then we do rotate through the like we take turns, they take turns being the foreman or being my assistant. 
as we do stuff. So oh, that's, awesome. Yeah, that's a that's a big job because they too. rotate through. That's fun too. I love no, I love that. <laughs> and I know. Um, so if, for those of you who are listening and don't follow like my Facebook, um, firstly go do that. Secondly, for um, real, <laughs> follow all of her stuff of and listen things. to her videos. She's got good stuff. And if you are not her patient, you should come. Also, that she needs you need to see, you need to see her. <laughs> There's a reason we're friends. One hundred percent, like one hundred and ten percent support all the time. Um, your so the reason I was talking about social media is we are doing no 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 it's perfectly fine for sure follow both of us and all of the things that we do for inspiration and love and all the things um but we you have a brain binder yeah okay pause before that firstly I want to say like I'm going to just say out loud nothing makes you that extraordinary in that and I mean that in the best possible way that Anybody can do this, yes. right? If you yes. choose to be intentional, they're, like you're not superhuman. No. You're not a robot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Same. I cry Same. often. I think like, that's like anti-robot. Like, <laughs> I would rest, right? Like, I cry on a regular basis. Same. Um, it's just what do you do with the 24 hours in a day and what do you intend to do and how do you set the goals and whatever. So you have this binder. I want to talk about the binder and I want to talk about how your family helps with the intentions of the binder <laughs> and the fact that you set goals for your family. Yeah. We've talked about this, how like with my business, like I can do plans, procedures. I have a binder, but it's for like marketing and my business. Mm-hmm. You have one for your family yeah. and mine don't cross over that way. Like I have so much trouble with, okay, I can pull my life together on my own, but if you involve my other little people, it's all gone. It's lost. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Yeah, but don't you think so, that's really common? I think that, yeah, I think that for sure is really common. It's, I feel like it's either one or the other. And so in this, I'm looking for how do normal people like you and I figure it out? And for us, it was very much like write it out, make a list, figure this stuff out. Um, but I did it really well for my business. And then flipping it into family stuff is my struggle. But I feel like you get that down and then you flipping it into your business. You've talked about being a little more complex. Oh, yeah, that's way more. Right. So tell me about A, tell me about the binder. Okay. <laughs> Because I, I love the binder. My organizational self just gets giddy. Okay, so the binder comes from military, again. So when when they the active duty member deploys, you have to have all the fun conversations. You have to re-update your will. You have to get a power of attorney. You have to talk about who your emer- their emergency contacts would be. You have to update all your information with the Red Cross. You have to think about worst case scenario, what would you do? Um, and the, your team that would be around the person staying back, um, Mm -hmm. stateside or, well, you know, wherever, not deploying, um, they, they also have to have, you have to have a team at least of two people who can cover if something goes awry. Um, and then your deployed service member needs to know who that is and you, you have to like get all this information out. So that's, that's part of it. Um, also, Jonathan, my husband did, um, he was a safety officer at one point, at one of the jobs that he had, and he had to create standard operating procedures to make sure everyone functioned safely. And then in one of my jobs I've had in the past, I, I um, streamlined an entire business to make sure that everyone, the training just went easier. So standard operating procedures is just how my brain works. Like, there's one good way to do things and do it. Right, like right, yeah, and right. I shouldn't have to remind you. Like, you, you should be able to follow the steps, and if the steps are written properly, 
you're good. That's why I love Ikea. Um, <laughs> I do. I don't find Ikea hard at all. And I, just one step, two steps. So anyway, that's side note. So the brain finder was bred from that. So if I always looked at, okay, he's deployed. If, some, if something happens to me, if I'm sick or injured or maybe one of the kids is sick and I need um, to be with them in the hospital maybe and the other children need to be taken care of by someone else, can someone step in and run my life? Mm-hmm. And not like have the wheels fall off and they hate me forever. Like those are, those are the main goals. Um, and so I was just started thinking through, okay, well, what are the tasks that, and it also came from, I'm really all over the place. Um, it also came from, because my babies are, my oldest was five years and four months old when my youngest was born. Mm -hmm. Um, anything you can do, you do in my house. I love that so So, much. So, um, if you can do it, you can do it. So if you can climb to the top of a tree, you can't. But you have to figure out how to get down. Like, because yeah. I'm like 700 months pregnant, I'm not going to save your life. Like, drop. And um, so, so that was, it was kind of a necessity piece. I needed to train them to be able to do the tasks. And then um, the, the binder just came from, okay, how would people know the bedtime routine? Because with little people, it's a thing. Right. Like, oh, for sure. And the door is cracked, and they have this blankie, and then they need this cup of water, or they will die. And um, and this is this is these are the toothbrushes, especially when they're non-communicative little people. Like you need to be able to have it written down. This is her color. This is her color. These are the drawer. Like I psycho labeled their drawers, so people, if someone had to come in and cover it, they would know. Oh, these are Lena's clothes. I know for sure they all fit her. Right. Um. It, when I talk about it, it sounds crazy, but... Yeah, but I've seen it now. <laughs> Here's the thing. So, like, it does sound a little bit... It, but in the moment, you had a lot of work on the upfront to save you stress. Heck yeah, man. This, even just the stress of what if something happened. Yeah. But it's become a lot more basic now that they're older. Yeah. And a lot more useful as far as here are the chores, here's when mm -hmm. they're done. I know you have dance on this day, so on this day this other thing has to happen. And it's really just organization yeah. of the chaos in a way that they understand and can manage expectations. But it started back then, and like it right. really and it's so that's the heavy, the heavy lifting is in those early years. I think we were talking before recorded, like the the harder those early years are, the faster they become people you like. So like don't phone it in, and um and and that's at least has been the case for me. And um I, I don't know, I kind of feel like four for four is pretty decent batting average. <laughs> I love it. I better I not have that. a fifth, right? That's my average. Yeah, so the Brain Binder has like our schedules. It has like the morning routine. It has, um, I have a page in there that's all the important numbers. So it's like pediatrician, any specialist they see, the orthodontist, the dentist. It has a copy of our insurance card in it. All of the schools that they attend and all of their after school activities. It has their addresses, the phone number, the contact person, who the carpool options are. Um, it has their phone numbers. It has the, um, it has the nightly routine when you leave to pick up who from whatever activity. It has food allergies listed. It has a stack of the recipes to make. It has the meal plan. It just I don't know. And then it's just a, a one-stop shop. And here's the kicker. So when I heard about this was through Facebook. You're like, hey, I'm sitting down with my cool Wonder Woman cup, getting my life ready for the year. And then the next day you're like, it's done. <laughs> was like um okay 
to explain, and then there were enough questions that you're like, I'll just teach you. Yeah. It's fine. And so you're on and you're doing these little classes, whatever mm-hmm. you're doing one here tomorrow. This won't even be published before then. So if you if if you are listening and you want to do it, let me know. We'll host another one because I think yeah, it's amazing. Be fun. And it doesn't even have to be beginning of the year or beginning of the school year. Just start at some point. But the, it has the, to be at a point if you if you feel like you're drowning, that's not okay. <laughs> so if you feel like you're drowning in life, be it with with kids or house cleaning or health or whatever, um, you need first of all you need Holly, and then secondly you need to you can make you can take steps. You don't have to drown. Life isn't meant to be dog paddled through. Right. So take an, a purposeful day, yeah. an intentional day, yes. and say, I'm gonna break this down, build it back up, and live more organized and. I've found, especially with things like the binder, and I know you've been doing that for a really long time. My binder is relatively new, and it was out of absolute necessity for I'm trying to wear 17 hats as yep. a solo business owner. Yep. That some weeks I don't look at the binder. Mm-hmm. They don't go as well, but I get a little bit overwhelmed, and I'm like, crap, I didn't do any of the marketing <laughs> stuff I was going to do last week. Now I'm behind, whatever. But it's there to go back to, yeah. and I'm not perfect at the beginning. However, the more I remembered it, okay, just go back. Okay, just go back. Every time I do that, it gets a little easier and we take a little step forward. And there's no reason that like people who work a job and have kids can't do the exact same thing. You don't have to live this crazy, hairy, busy life right. to get it organized Yes. and to live happy. Yes. Absolutely. I, hallelujah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And I know that's what ties together like mm-hmm. your real estate and your... Your doula stuff and everything is just make that choice. Make that choice and be happy. Yeah, you can love you can love your life. It's a good thing. No matter what it is. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like this. She and I were talking. We both have this like superwoman persona face that we wear. It's just so not true. <laughs> like, so not true. I don't feel like I wear one, but I, apparently I, I do. I, I feel like you make everything look super easy. However, that's like taking a day to finish mm-hmm. the binder. Yeah, um so now I want to know if you, if people are listening, if you come across somebody who's like, I'm just overwhelmed, I don't know what to do next, what's step one? Hmm. Okay, step one is to take a step back. Pause a second. And think of if it was kid you. Oh, I love that. If it was kid you. Learning how to tie your shoes. Would you expect that kid to be shown once and get it as fast as the adult that just showed them? Because if you would, then you seriously need therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> or if, your kid needs therapy. Yeah, for real. But you don't. You don't expect a kid to take a new skill and rock it. At right. the speed of an adult, immediately the next time. That's not fair. That's not reasonable. So if you feel like you're drowning, say, say so I'm naturally like a slob. I really am. Yep. Totally. So my natural bent is to just live out of piles of clothes on the floor. And I don't understand the point of making your bed. I really don't at all. But my husband is military. So friction. That's all I'm going to say. And... <laughs> So take your one thing, take your one thing to make it a habit, right? Like maybe, maybe it's not even all the way making the bed. Maybe it's just pulling the covers sort of straight, mm-hmm. like making a habit. Maybe you don't even put the pillows back, right? You just pull the cover straight until that's your habit. 
And it sounds dumb because that's so small, but then you start becoming a person who makes their bed. Yep. And when you become that person who makes their bed, then suddenly you can become that person who puts their dirty laundry in the basket and not <laughs> on the floor of the bathroom. Like, don't try and become a new person overnight. Do one step at a time. Like, like for, for fitness for me, like I started with, I'm going to do a five-minute yoga video every day. Five minutes mm-hmm. yoga. And do you know what a five-minute yoga video involves? Rolling out your mat, sitting on it, Indian style rolling it back up. <laughs> like, I'm dead serious. But I had to get to where I, okay, I'm a person who does yoga every day. And so I wanted to get, to, and it took me a month mm-hmm. to be like, oh, I think I can do more. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I did more than that. And so, so it's kind of like a Montessori school style. Like, build on your success. Don't set yourself up for failure. Set yourself up for success. And that's hard for some people because some people like you, like to do giant, <laughs> giant goals, and then you're like, "Oh crap! I didn't make it to the moon." Like, no, no, no. just try the first, try a small thing. Like, yeah. set a really stupid goal. That, like, right, I can totally do it. Well, then set that one. Start there. Start there. That's perfect. And that's that. I, so I don't know. It's different for every person. Like, maybe it's like taking your dish from the table to the counter. There you go. I don't know. Like, it's everybody. Everybody has that thing that just really ticks you off. Mm-hmm. That you suck at. Mm-hmm. Start there. So make an intentional small change mm-hmm. and start somewhere and quit just letting it happen to you. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. So tell us if we want to find more of you, where do we do that? Can I, can everybody friend you on Facebook? Please do. <laughs> yeah. My Facebook profile is public. Um, so I'm on Instagram and Facebook, Whitney Point Event, cause that's an easy name. Um, <laughs> It'll be in the title. Yeah. It's in the title. And, um, yeah, so I'm on Facebook and Instagram under both of those names. I, ha- I have a doula pay- business page. I have a real estate business page, but, but the thing I'm the most prolific on is mm-hmm. my actual, just who I am page. Because frankly, if, if you want me to help you through a big life transition, I want you to want me to help you through it because I do things a little different. You as a person. And yeah. you, you post really regularly and I absolutely, like your actual life really regularly, even when it's like not great. And yep. I love that. It's so yeah. honest. Yeah. Um, okay. Last question. Brent. What is the legacy you want to leave behind? Hmm. I want to, I, ooh, that's a good one. There is no warning, clearly. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, so one day I, the most important to me is that the people I love never question that I love them. And then that the, uh, the rest of the people, because I don't love everyone, but <laughs> I know a lot of people that I like. Okay? <laughs> but I want, I want the people that in my orbit, the people that I get the privilege of knowing to to have had something added to their lives and not taken away because of who I am. I love that. I love that. And you can you can see that in you as a person. You're so giving and just caring and loving and on and just everything Yay. all the time. Which I absolutely no, I love. There's I like I said, there was a reason I felt like we knew each other for forty two years, even though we're you know I'm so old. Um so that thank you. Thank you so much. Um, so that was Whitney and she told you where to find her and she is phenomenal. If you need to buy a house or sell a house or you need a doula or you just want information or advice on what to do next with your life to organize a little bit, or if you have more questions on parenting intentionally, which is something she didn't come by naturally, but is very, very good at, um, find her on social media. Uh, thanks for listening and stay empowered. 
Thanks for tuning in. As always, this episode was sponsored by Roots Chiropractic. If you're living with migraines or chronic low back or neck pain, you're not living your life to your fullest potential and you know that there's more out there. We can help you. I will always cover the cost of a consultation if you mention this podcast. So call us at 864-453-0009, mention the Empowerment Project, and we'll get you in as soon as possible. Love and appreciate every single one of you. Thanks for listening.